want to get service, selection, and price so low. The record archive is the place to go. <laughs> Happy National Grab Some Nuts Day. Wow. <laughs> it's not what you think. Oh, why not? So, why not? Um, Grab a handful of nuts and a hernia. According to the <laughs> <laughs> National Day Calendar, <laughs> there are many nut days throughout the year, such as National Almond Day, National Pistachio Day, National pecan day but august 3rd embraces them all it's national grab some nuts day (laughs) huh it's a mm, colorful terminology they used these little bountiful nuggets contain beneficial nutrients have a long (laughs) shelf life and can be quite portable (laughs) they add a nice crunch to a snack and desserts as well as satisfying meals National Grab Some Nuts Day might seem a little might seem a little squirrely, but then again, it's the right time of year for it. Huh. All right. I'm you, just reading. You are one lucky lady. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's like pretty much it. That's it. Yeah. No. Uh, there's got to be candy and pastries. Um. I. Oh wait. Hold on. Let me go Chocolates. back. Chocolates. Uh. National Watermelon Day. Okay. A National Georgia Day. Okay. I'm not really sure what that is. All right. This website takes forever to load. Um. Oh, see pop-ups. I'm being spammed. The 13th colony and the fourth state to enter the Union National Georgia Day recognized as recognizes the natural wonders and immense complexities of the bastion of Southern culture. Hmm. So it's literally Georgia Day. So happy Georgia Day if you live in Georgia. All right, let's play some local jams. All right. First, we're going to hear something very cool that was just released last week. Okay. Uh, It's called Crushing Force. And it is, it was, I guess, recorded like five years ago but they're just putting it out now and this is uh got joe tash from guitars from helithane but on vocals and his brother bill plays all the instruments and um brother bill was from dust crater helithane i guess for a short time uh nazgul cool and it's very cool all right and we're gonna hear undead warfare right we're gonna yes that's right Okay, <laughs> we're going to go into Saints and Winos with Queen Sapphire. And then after that, we're going to hear Trash Burner from Syracuse with Smothered and Static.
some good stuff. Absolutely. All right. So before we go any further into the episode, um, I want to talk about something that we came across yesterday. Mm-hmm. Well, it was earlier in the week. It wasn't yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't mind that. Um, so Fox 45, who we've played before, they're a local band, mm-hmm. awesome band, mm-hmm. um, shared a GoFundMe. And I think maybe I read it first, mm-hmm. um, but I think you read it shortly after me. Yeah. So we both knew about it. Yeah. So I'm just going to kind of read it um, and we'll go from there. Yeah. So many in Rochester know Vicky Palermo, a.k.a. Vicky T, as a part of our community and music scene, particularly as a guitar player in Fox 45 and dance performer of all styles. Until now, only her family and close friends have known her backstory. Now she needs our help. Vicky's story begins in the early 90s when her parents wanted to adopt a baby. After it seemed like the adoption process to adopt a baby girl from Thailand had stalled out, they instead adopted a baby boy from Korea. Two years later, an infant showed up under mysterious circumstances. This was Vicky. She had no documentation except a Thai birth certificate of questionable authenticity. I always have trouble with that word. Got it. <laughs> Not knowing what to do and fearing that if they went to authority, she would be taken away, her parents took no legal action at the time. Instead, they loved her and raised her as their own daughter. Vicky attended public schools and lived life like any other American child, unaware of her undocumented status until the age of 16. At that point, she started working with an attorney to try to gain citizenship status or permanent residency. From then until now, her case has been in the court system. During that time, she gave birth to her daughter, Chloe, who now is 10 years old. In December 2017, she married her husband, Dave. Both Chloe and Dave are American citizens. In addition to her husband and daughter, her adoptive parents and brothers are the only family she has ever known. Um, When DACA became a law, Vicky was able to obtain her work permit to legally work in the United States. She has paid taxes like every other American and has developed deep ties to the Rochester community. She's jumped through endless hoops of our legal system, including having to use her own birth name of Anna, now Anna Palermo. I'm not going to try and say her last name because I'm just going to mess it up. Mm-hmm. Um, since she's done everything right, all of her family and friends have hoped that our legal system would do the right thing and grant her citizenship or at least a green card and Unfortunately, that is not the case right now. After 12 years in the court system, Vicky is now being told that she will have to leave the country by November 23rd of 2020, regardless of the current global pandemic. According to our most recent immigration judge, she will have to return to her birth country of Thailand and live there for anywhere between four to eight months while her husband files paperwork to bring her back. While the judge and her attorney think this is a pretty sure thing, there is still a possibility that something might happen with the U.S. policy in the meantime that would leave her stranded in a country where she has no family, no ties to the community, no job, and does not speak the language. On Vicky's behalf, we're asking for support. She's already paid well over $12,000 in attorney fees in the last eight months. To attempt to remain in this country, she will need to file appeals and pay even more. If she does have to leave the country, she will have to survive in Thailand without any income. So I'm hoping we can cover some attorney fees and or make sure she has enough funds to live off of if she does have to stay in Thailand while her case is pending. This literally hurt my heart. Yeah, that's a fucking gross story. It is awful. And her her kid, she's going to be away from her kid. Like, and and. And her husband, like, so for those of you who remember, um, back on episode 57, we had the guys from Moment of Truth on, mm-hmm. and that's Dave Palermo, mm-hmm. Vicky's husband. Um, so they're both very connected, you know, mm-hmm. locally in the scene. Um, and I just can't imagine, like, being in her shoes. Yeah. That, that would literally be be like somebody coming to me and being like you have to go to thailand right like right now right and i don't know when you can come back right and that's terrifying yeah i mean it, it would be hard enough for you to and be her daughter yeah, exactly yeah i 
we're just thinking about it for us. We don't have like a child that we're raising. Yeah. And you add that into the mix. And uh, and her family, like her brothers ridiculous. and her, yeah, it's just, ridiculous. it's terrifying. And it's not fair. Um, so this GoFundMe has raised thousands of dollars for her. Um, and I just, we feel so fortunate to be a part of such a like close-knit community. Mm-hmm. I mean, people, it's had thousands of shares. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I think we just need to get the word out because this is yeah. completely, I just, I can't even wrap my head around it. I, I have know. no words. I know. I have no words. It's disgusting. It is. It's like, I don't know. I'm ashamed. Not that I've been a fan of our legal system, but it's it's fucking shameful. It is. It is. I mean, she's, yeah, she's just, she's a part of this community. And I just, there's nothing more to say about it. Like what? I don't know. Not to just keep harping on. (laughs) but what like who in the courts are pushing this through like fucking look at it you know what i mean and how can they go home to their families and be okay i know with these decisions i know i know so anyways um away from our opinions and back at Mm -hmm. on the matter at hand we've shared it Mm -hmm. um so if you want to go read her story donate Mm-hmm. Share the GoFundMe page. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find it on our Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Um, it's literally all over Facebook, so mm-hmm. it shouldn't be hard to find. But um, It should be. We know times are tough, so if you can't donate, share, who knows? Somebody might look at it. Mm-hmm. Just get her story out. Yeah. She needs help. Absolutely. Yep. Um, and her kid needs a mother. Yeah. And it just, yeah. Okay, so now we're going to play some metal. All right. We are going to play Steel Hammer from Columbia, and the song we're going to be playing is Behind the Power of Steel. And then after that, we're going to listen to, I keep wanting to say explain. It is not explain. It's explain. It's explain. Not from Spain, though. Explain. Explain. <laughs> from Canada. With less cash and more thrash. Good job. Yeah. <laughs>
the same government you bitched about when you were fucking 20 years old playing in a fucking death metal band or a thrash band or whatever the fuck you played in. You just got old and soft. You just got senile and brainwashed. And now you're just a fucking stupid son of a bitch. Fuck you.
What if I want more cash and more thrash? Keep listening. <laughs> <laughs> so I have some uh, some bullshit. Now you know facts. Okay. Just to just to spew some nonsense. Okay, that's what we do. So this is a uh, from from Cracked, which I'm always looking at because there's. Yeah, I love that. There's a lot of interesting shit on there. Yeah. Uh, this is twelve. Now you know facts that have no business being true. But are they true? They have no business being true. Yeah, but are they true? They're supposed to be true. Okay. All right. So number 12 is a year on Venus is shorter than a day on Venus. Um, Disney World is the second largest consumer of explosives in the world. That's crazy. Guess who's number one? Who? The U.S. U.S. Department of Defense is number one the largest consumer of explosives. 4% of the world's population. The largest consumer of explosives. Huh. Hmm. That's kind of weird. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the Greenland shark hits puberty at 150 years old. Well, aren't they lucky? Yeah. It says the oldest one on record may have been 512 years old when what? it died. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. I know. I know they they live a long time. Yeah. Wombat poop is cube-shaped. And it says, they arrange their poo to mark their territory and cubes stack easier than logs. <laughs> <laughs> um, the U.S. government was paying a civil war pension until 2020. The recipient's father was an 84-year-old Union soldier when she was born. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, This one's dumb. More than a quarter of your bones are in your feet. You have 26 in each foot. Yeah, I think I've heard that before. Don't care. (laughs) Uh, Maine is the closest U.S. state to Africa. Specifically, Quaddy Head Lighthouse, the easternmost point of of the U.S., it says. Uh, This one's kind of weird. The Beatles are responsible for the CT scanner. EMI had so much Beatles money um, that they threw some cash at an employee's independent research project. And the CT scanner was born. Interesting. Yeah, I had no idea that there was a connection. Um, the Soviets put out a huge gas fire by nuking it. A gas well was on fire for three years before the bomb blew it out like a birthday candle. <laughs> hmm. Um, this one's kind of dumb. I think this came up like a few episodes ago. Howard the Duck. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. I forgot what the question was. But, uh, the first ever Marvel movie was Howard the Duck. There was an earlier Captain America movie, but Marvel didn't actually exist yet. Don't really care about that. Uh, <laughs> this one's kind of weird. Nintendo is over 130 years old. They've sold playing cards, ramen, and even tried their hand at love hotels. Ramen, like the noodle? I think so. Huh. I had no idea. Um, oh, this one's good. An early treatment for syphilis was malaria. The guy who came up with malarial blood transfusion won the Nobel Prize. <laughs> That's number one. And now you know. <laughs> Stuff you didn't need to know. Speaking of insanity. Yes. I want to see what our senile grandma has in her pantry yes all right
All right. <laughs> Grandma had some violent fury in her pantry. And uh, that was from the Unchallenged Hatred demo from 1992. And the song was Crucified Savior. And they were from Syracuse. Cool. Yeah. I like it. It is Ranger Bob approved. <laughs> <laughs> Any old folks from Rochester might know what I'm talking about. I don't. I don't even know why I laughed. It <laughs> <laughs> was an uncomfortable laugh. Like, what are you talking about, dummy? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna head to my pocket. You are. Yeah. All right. I um I got a a crazy story for you. I can't believe some of this stuff is true. Okay. So um this article is from mamamia.com mm-hmm. and. The Are you citing your source? Yes. Okay. <laughs> the title is The Haunting True Story of the Quintuplets Raised in a Human Zoo. All right. Um, so I took cliff notes because the article, again, was like really long. I'm not going to sit here and obviously read it and bore everybody. Mm-hmm. But the first set of quintuplets known to live through infancy mm-hmm. in the 30s um, were from Canada. Their names were Yvonne, Annette, Cecile, Emil, Emily, and Marie. Hmm. Um, and what had happened was they, the government, because they were like the first set of quintuplets ever born, yeah. the government um, took them away from their family. Oh, well, yeah. Um, <laughs> even though they already had like older brothers living in the house. Not like it was just like a normal family. They're like, all right, you're done fucking. We're taking <laughs> these away. <laughs> no, the government saw it as like a an opportunity to make money. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's not like the government. So what happened was um, more than 3 million people visited what they called Quint land. Oh. Um, and this was the Canadian government. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it, they, so visitors would show up and watch the girls through one-way glass. Um, it said the girls were used for experiments and as an attraction after being taken from their parents for no reason other than officials saw opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, they built a special nursery and it was guarded by police and ran by n- nurses. Mm-hmm. Um this Quintland made more than five million in revenue. Wow! And what what year was this? Uh, in the thirties, oh. um, the girls had little contact with the outside world. Mm-hmm. Her, their parents actually lived across the road, and their father sold like merchandise, like memorabilia, trinkets. Yeah. Okay. Uh, after ten years, so this is. Crazy. After 10 years, the parents won custody back. Um, However, the parents hid that their new house and money was because of the money from the five girls. um, And instead, like, made the five girls feel like a burden. Okay. And it was also alleged that the father started molesting them. Jesus. (laughs) Um, And... At the age of 18, they all left home and severed ties with their parents. Wow. And they grew up perfectly adjusted and... Um, well, actually, at the end of the article, it was kind of cool. Um, let me go, get back over there. Uh, so here's what happened to the five. Annette and Cecile are both mothers. Uh, Annette has three sons, and Cecile has five children, including one who died at infancy. Both are divorced divorced, and still alive today. Um, in 1998, the sisters won $2.8 million settlement with the government of Ontario as compensation for their abuse. Marie had two daughters and died at 35. Um, Emily became a nun but died at the age of 20 from a seizure, and Yvonne was a nurse then a sculpt- sculptor before becoming a librarian later in life, and she died in 2001 at the age of 67. Hmm. So she got the settlement and then died yeah. a couple of years later. Yeah. Nice. Sounds like uh, Social Security. 
<laughs> it's crazy though. Can you imagine being those five girls? And I guess, I mean, like I said, the article was really long, but um, they said they kept them on like a really rigid routine, like right down to when they took their fish oil every day and fish oil. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> It's just a crazy story. I can't believe the articles that we like find, find. Yeah. and these stories are true. Like this really happened to these five women. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. And then to finally have be able to go back to their family mm-hmm. who they didn't know because they were taken away at such a young age. Yeah. So Could now you- they were taken away from the only environment that they knew to their family yeah to like uh, could you imagine if that happened today like there would be a fucking massive outrage as there should be yeah (laughs) but like what if someone gave birth to like i don't know 24 children yeah all at once (laughs) (laughs) they might make an exception for that wow i I mean it was 24 (laughs) but yeah i don't know yeah crazy so let's play some metal. And all those people that went and fucking paid to see it, they were responsible as well. Yeah, I yeah. Sickening. I don't know that I would ever be like, hey honey, let's take a day trip and Yeah. Like what is the fascination? You, I mean it's interesting, I guess, that Okay, look at a were, picture online right, then. That well they, not online. It was like the, the concept. <laughs> like the con- <laughs> 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 like, like the concept of quintuplets right yeah like it's like back then that they lived right that the concept of it but why would you go look at like how they live like, like they're people like I don't know, yeah it's fucked up it's weird people are shit let's play some music okay um we are going to start with acid cross from canada <laughs> we didn't even plan that mm-hmm. <laughs> With Mind Flayer Black Tower. And then we're going to hear Creation from Ireland with the song Blood and Victory. Red, 
the fires of victory. <laughs> Google just told us that um, the pronunciation of that band is Kruahan. Kruahan. But regardless, we were talking in our little break that Juan Carlo, we think, might like yeah, that band. Yep. He might. Leprechaun approved. <laughs> um, okay, so I have another fun article about famous bands that originally had horrible names. All right. I have a question real quick. Okay. You So you, you got some uh, stuff from your pocket before, right? Yeah. Okay. I have a question about pockets. Okay. Hot pockets. Okay. All right. If you have a, a cold, hot pocket, is it just a pocket? No, it's a cold pocket. It is? Yeah. Hmm. All right. Right? Yeah, fair enough. Okay. Like cold pockets in a room? No, like hot pocket. <laughs> hot pocket. <laughs> <laughs> People are deleting this episode. <laughs> the fuck's wrong with these assholes? <laughs> Anyways, back to my article. Okay, sorry. <laughs> yes, dear. <laughs> Before Creed became Creed, um, guitarist Mark showed his bandmate, bandmates a newspaper clipping of a story about a naked toddler who had been abducted. With no other ideas for a band name, the group ended up using Naked Toddler, toddler for their first gig. What? Nirvana had more than a couple of bad names before settling on what would become a legendary name for a legendary band. Uh, they went by Fecal Matter, Brown Towel, Throat <laughs> Oysters, Ted Ed Fred, and Pen Cap Chew. We've had some brown towels. <laughs> no, toes. No, well, the towel was brown because you wiped your towel on it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, REM went was considering Cans of Piss as a band name. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. They should have stuck with that. Uh oh, I like this one. The Polka Tulk Blues Band. Mm. Doesn't exactly roll off the tongue, does it? The band that would become Black Sabbath in sixty in sixty nine began life under this unfortunate moniker a year earlier. The name apparently came from a brand of talcum powder used by Ozzy's mother. <laughs> <laughs> no idea. Why? Uh, I don't know. I don't even... Yeah, I don't know why you'd use that. But they failed as a blues band, so they might as well have a fucking dumb name like that. <laughs> right? <laughs> I guess. That's all I got. It's crazy that they were like a garbage blues band and then became like what people the most legendary yeah yeah they what's considered the beginning of metal for most people yeah that's all you got that's all i got hmm. <laughs> all right let's shift from polka to our closing songs all right sounds good giza giza <laughs> we're gonna first we're gonna hear some black and thrash from hate angel they're a Norwegian outfit. And we're going to hear the song, The Angels of Hate. And they are also working on a new release coming yeah, out soon. Sure so are. we're looking forward to that. Absolutely. And then we are going to end the show with Pint Glass with Ruthless to Toothless. Stay safe, stay healthy, and don't be an asshole. And don't let your dick hang out of your mask. Please. <laughs>